We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, guys? It's Mario here. Uh, I'm from Orlando, and I've been a Magic fan since the early McGrady days. I just want to say congrats on reaching episode 200. I've listened to, listened to you guys for over a year now. You guys are the first podcast I listen to Monday mornings to get me through the days, and I always enjoy your content. Keep up the good work as always, and believe in the prophecy that we will win a championship by 2030. Go Magic! Hey guys, it's Steven um, here in Sarasota. Um, I just wanted to congratulate you all on hitting 200 episodes. That's awesome. I've been listening for you know a while now. Uh, you know, you guys have gotten me through these past couple off seasons and through the regular seasons with these all episodes. And you know, I just wanted to tell you all to keep it up. You guys are great people. Um, you know, keep it up. Go Magic. John, what's up? It's Jason. I just wanted to give your show a shout out. I listen to it all the time. You guys are the best. Hey, Lou, Kate Johnson. Uh, this is Harrison. Uh, just wanted to wish you all a happy 200 episodes. Uh, looking forward to 200 more and appreciate love, support, et cetera, et cetera, all that you do for uh, Magic fans um, here and uh, everywhere. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Man Show. As always, uh, it is your one and only host, Drew Gooden, uh, the founder of the podcast. I'm here to talk mm-hmm. to you about some Orlando Magic basketball and my opinions on the team um, and how I think they're the best team in the NBA. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they are not allowed in the playoffs for some reason, but that's whatever. Maybe next year. Anyway, I got my two guests, um, Jonathan Osborne and Luke Sylvia. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself, guys, because most Just people... so so thankful that you had us back on the podcast. You're like, really, really appreciate yeah, it so much. I know you've been kind of begging to get back on. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Here Drew, we are. What's up, man? How are you? I'm great. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk some basketball. Been watching the playoffs pretty much every night. It's... It's I, every year I forget you go into the playoffs and it's like a different sport. They just yeah. everything's mm. so fast and physical. They're and so big and strong. So big and strong compared to what I'm used to. Compared to Iggy <laughs> Brasdakis. Um, <laughs> this is the Ignis Brasdakis show, all right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been enjoying that and excited to talk about our team too. So mm. we are going to talk well, about our team. I, I was going to say so. You, you're, you know, uh, very affectionately known as uh, best best friend of the podcast by Jonathan and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and and last time, you know, you you kind of gave us like a, a ladder of of where you eventually would like to end up. Um, so I would like to formally let you know, Drew, that you are now family member wow. of the podcast. Okay, that was one of the things you mentioned. <laughs> so I think that only a promotion is right. I didn't pass this with Jonathan, so. Hopefully I'm that's good. all right. Well, then now Drew Gooden it. goes into. Well, family he's the number. host of the podcast, so it's yeah. like it's his show. I'm kind of so like he did take a big jump. He says is, what he says goes. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I'm glad you remembered what I because I don't even remember that you could have said anything and I would have been like, yeah, I guess if I said that, then it's true. I, I said, is, I said how that. high does it go? Is family member the highest? Do you remember what's after? No, it's to daddy. Be honest. Like daddy is next. Oh, for, for Luke, <laughs> for Luke especially, it's like it's daddy is like over everything. Affectionate for even his own father. I don't think it's reached daddy's. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan was like, does your dad know that you've got all... I'm like, listen, it is what it is, man. People just earn the title. 
you know, uh, but, but honestly, it just, it just happens. You mm-hmm. know? I drew when we were, I was kind of like going through the last few episodes that we've done with you. Cause I think this is your third time yeah. on maybe pretty, pretty spaced out though. I either third or fourth. Yeah. I think the first one was like, that was like two years ago. And it was, I don't even remember in 2020. What we talked about then in regards to the team. I, I guess that was before the bubble playoffs. So we were excited about that mm-hmm. before or after. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've had you on twice by yourself. The last time was with Oscar yeah, right. of the magic right. report. Yeah. Um, which was about 10 months ago, or maybe really 11, really. It was last June. So um, only reason I knew about, you know, remembered the whole, you know, hierarchy of your, mm-hmm. of your you know, promotion was because I, I went back and listened and, and listened to that. So, yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah, thank I'm you I'm excited for that. to be a part of the family, finally. Well, this is a, a big episode <laughs> because we do have Drew back for the third time, but this is actually our 200th Fourth. episode. Uh, mm. So it's been like two years and a few months and, not including like the the shoot the shot episodes that we did last year that you know it didn't really work which is totally fine we're not bitter or anything threw it to the wall it didn't we, stick yeah, it didn't stick great name though it was a great name it shout out good. to Andrew Carmen but Andrew uh yeah Carmen, 200 episodes appreciate you guys so much uh you know for for sticking with us and for listening to the podcast and putting up with us and you know just engaging in all of our stuff it's really really appreciated again May 17th Tuesday, we're going to be at Harry Buffalo downtown Orlando for the NBA draft lottery watch party. We are working on some big things uh, for the draft lottery. We cannot confirm or deny anything at this time, but um, yeah, just just keep your eyes out and uh, your ears open, I, I guess they would say. So uh, yeah, Drew, this was a, a pretty interesting season. Uh, you know, the three of us kind of touch base multiple points throughout the season. And uh, usually we were just like, man, this team really sucks. Yeah. How did you survive? How did you survive the season? What got you through the season? Um, for me, it was the it was the hope of, I, I guess what was was fun but also frustrating about the team was like you never knew when the random fun good game would come because they did happen. There were a lot of games where it's like I, we beat the Jazz. Our RJ Hampton hit a big three at the end, and Mo Bamba had that game where he had like. 30 points in the first half or something. And you never knew, like, I went into every game being excited like an idiot, <laughs> being like, oh, maybe tonight. Well, it'll <laughs> tonight be fun. is the night. And then, you know, we're down 20 after, like, 10 minutes. And it's like, <laughs> then then we'll text each other, like, Why, can it be next year, please? Like, mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, some, obviously with the rookies and the young guys, there are a lot of good moments. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, it was hard to get through some of these games, and I really could not believe that I wasted so much time, so much time <laughs> watching some of these games. But you know, we're diehards. Did Gotta you, do it. Did, it's true. It's true. Did you? And you could be honest here, because there was nights where I definitely wanted to not watch. Were there? Were there quite a like a few games where you just like. After that last game, man, I cannot sit down and and watch a game right now. Yeah, I I definitely didn't watch every single game. There were a couple of games right. where I just had other stuff going on that night, and then I would check my phone later and be like, oh, that's right, the Magic played, and they lost by thirty five. Okay, didn't miss much there. <laughs> um, there were really only a couple. I would at least start every game, and then you could kind of mm-hmm. get a, a vibe of how it was going. Oh. There was many, yeah. I think early in the year, I was I was really watching every single one, no matter what. And mm-hmm. then near the end, when it was like the last ten to twenty games, especially the ones where Markel wasn't playing, went because oh, he would so have be you know off on one of the back to backs. Like it's like what there's nothing to watch for. Guys are being sat down because you know if an, an injury they would play through if the games mattered. And we're watching all these G leaguers, and it's just like. Gotta be I was in front of the time. TV for all 82 games, <laughs> yeah. but I think like 77 through 82, mm-hmm. like those, like when, especially the last few, like Franz is not playing. It's like I would turn on the game and I would sit here and my eyes would be fixated in that direction. But it's almost like when you've been driving for like 45 minutes and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> how did I get here? Yeah, like, yeah. you have no memory you know, in the last yeah. four minutes. Um, yeah, yeah it'd mm-hmm. be kind of the game. So really fun season i hope to never do it again i hope it's it's mm. all up from here um which i statistically i don't think it could be worse so yeah it could always be worse i mean i think <laughs> i think we have to be careful when we say that right. this is something that luke and i haven't really touched on on the show yet is there are I, i'll say it's a small camp but there is still a contingent of magic fans who think this is not over 
Like mm-hmm. even if we get a high pick this year, they think that the Met, we're we're going to do this again next year one last time, right? And then it will be time okay. to not be bad. But you guys anymore. don't think so? You guys- <laughs> I would rather. <laughs> there are so many things I would rather do than sit through a season like that, and like twenty of them include eating some type of large live insect. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like well, I would probably yeah. rather. I, I don't know if you guys um, like went to Bush Gardens as kids, but there would be times where they would be outside with like the live hissing like Madagascar mm-hmm. cockroaches, and if you ate one alive, you could get into the park for free that day. What? This is what? like a thing. It might have been a myth that just went around. Drew, my middle I, Drew, you kid. won't believe it. I've got a I've got a YouTube video for you. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, that was an official. I think thing this the was a thing did. as a kid. It wasn't just some guy there. It was like, hey, you want to eat this roach? I'll buy you a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. But I would always hear that from kids in middle school. It could be a myth. I, it could oh, be it completely could be. false. Luke is looking this up right now. But that's yeah. I would I would literally rather eat Can you a eat hissing roach cockroach alive. Okay. <laughs> Rather than watch another season like that, yeah. I don't know about you guys. I, I guess I agree. I mean, it was it was tough. Um, I, I guess it. It's but a, you think we're that's done? You think next season we're we're trying to be competitive? I, I think they have to be. I mean, I guess it comes down to the organization and what they think. You have to assume that at least at the start of the year they'd be giving it their all. Maybe it gets to a point where it's like, all right, we're way out of playoff contention. We should just kind of hang it up here. And at least at that point, maybe we got a half or more than half of the season being competitive and the injuries were too much or whatever it ends up being. It's always injuries. Um, but I would hope, I mean, I would hope you'd hit on the right guy. I do think we have a lot of good pieces. I'm not just being biased. It's like, it does feel like we're so close to at least being in like, you only have to be not the fourth worst team in your conference, right? To make the play-in or at least have a shot of the plan. It's like, there, you gotta have some kind of competitiveness. So I don't know. Now, if we are healthy, though, I just don't think that we are going to be bad enough. I agree to say, oh, you know what? We're just gonna throw away the last thirty games of the season and mm-hmm. do this yeah, again. That happened a lot this year. Yeah, there was a lot of throwing away. Yes, yeah. but the good news is, is we know the indicators that John and Jeff use, specifically Jeff, when it comes to the upcoming season. Hold on. So your Which, search for the cockroach didn't yield any results? Dude, it did. It, it, Google anything. told me I was stupid. I, <laughs> mm. there, I'll have, there's, you know there's what? A, I'm going to go back to the kids that told may, me middle school. Hey, like, you yeah. made me look like an idiot on my podcast. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> me Bush like Gardens like, paid somebody. <laughs> Drew Gooden's podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, some, maybe they paid you know Google to scrub the internet of any type yeah. of proof of that. That does maybe, seem like you one know, of those you can pay people to do where that. it's like, Bush Gardens used to do what? I'm not going there yeah. anymore. Exactly. <laughs> they, they yeah. To I scrub. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, so my thing is, right, I mean, you, you've got to be, you, as far as that goes, Drew, like I was definitely in the same boat as you in terms of like 
this this has to be over. Mm-hmm. But then you start to look at the standings for this year, and you're like, do I think the Magic are better than Charlotte, who is the last team and like was the ten like essentially ended that's the ten spot? Mm-hmm. Like, are they better than Charlotte? Uh, are they better than Cleveland? Atlanta, Brooklyn was seventh, so they're definitely not. But like, it's just it's it's very difficult. Yeah. And you there, there's got to be a lot that happens. I think. I'm hoping that the Magic can be the tenth spot. My hope is a play-in game, mm-hmm. um, and that we're not. I just don't. I just think that like at the end of the day, we're not going to be doing this again. I think that the Magic will try to like further develop a winning culture, and hopefully Jeff is not talking about just developing the young talent going into this year, and he's talking about we need to win basketball games. I don't know what the verbiage is going to use, but he's going to ha- he's going to commit to something. He does every year, right? Like when people ask about the team, he's he says it, like what he thinks the team is capable of. So hopefully he doesn't the talk goal about is development. development. Yeah, if yeah, we hear that, then if it's, I hear the development, yeah. I I'm done. But um, not really. But I I do think that that it if she cheats I, on I do, me this time I'm done. Well, not really. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not I'm actually not done. Yeah. yeah, I mean I I think. I mean, is there a chance we get Gary Harris back? Because I think if he comes back and Jay, I oh, that's a back, championship. I just, I just mean, oh, I mean, goodness. if we don't have, he, he was really solid and like our only veteran. So if if you don't, if Couldn't you the more. entire team is twenty one years old, it's going to be a lot harder to like. Even if there's a lot of talent, like you do, kind of have at least have at least you know yeah. one of those like twenty eight year old guys who can be a veteran and good presence. I know, I, mm-hmm. uh, I know Terrence Ross says he wants to leave, so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could could we have the kind of jump that like Cleveland had this year, where you draft the right guy and it helps all these pieces that are already there elevate. You yep. know, that's what we have to hope for. Um, that's I just it's going to yeah. be hard if we go into the year and it's like obvious from night one that the organization doesn't care about winning. That's when it's like, come on, what are we doing here, guys? Like, it's gonna be it's gonna be really yeah. tough to watch, and I still will watch seventy five out of eighty two games. <laughs> yeah uh yeah i think i th- i mean you your point stands drew which is like this team has to be like a cleveland mm-hmm. in terms of like you said drafting the right guy playing above expectations not only beating teams you should beat but also being competitive against the teams that are way better than you i mean cleveland unfortunately took a a, a pretty big fall near the end of the year but I do think a large part of that was just the the lack of experience. Well, they were right? also pretty I mean, injured too, weren't Jared Allen and mm-hmm. Mobley both Mobley pretty missing Yeah, that time. was kind yeah. of the, that was what elevated Lost them. Colin Sexton. I mean, they right. might have even been the. I mean, Garland was great, but they might have had a chance to be even a little better with Sexton mm-hmm. if they could kind of figure that out. But yeah, they had a yeah. lot of injuries. So, so but, as long like, as no one together, on the Magic gets injured, we'll be fine. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you yeah. just you you've got you. I mean, I think essentially that should be the goal is play in for sure mm-hmm. um next year just realistic goal right yeah. like we can set these goals of like i want to be the sixth seed and it's like well i, yeah, I would say like all. you should be going into march still arms reach of the plan like the plan should still be a possibility heading yeah. into like the it, to middle make a of big march final playoff push like they yeah. did the year they made the playoffs and clinched in boston um because i mean you look at it there is even like the between the five seed the sixth seed and the seventh seed there's like a four game differential so yeah. like um you know two between each spot basically so it, it's really it does it's going to come down to the very end i think for the magic you're gonna there's a lot of good teams like the east and the west have swapped in terms of the depth of the conferences the east is just better than the west which is crazy considering i felt like it was always going to be the west was better than the east but it's officially swapped man and i think that it's just really the Magic have to draft well. And then my other question, my follow-up for you, Drew, is is there a player? There's some rumors about Rudy Gobert saying Hold on. like I, either. I just I wanna I wanna I wanna just jump in here real quick because I keep hearing that, but like I look at the West and I see the Suns with 64 wins, the Grizzlies with 56, the Warriors with 53, the Mavericks with 52. Like Miami won 53 games and and won the conference. I said deeper. What yeah. Okay, so yeah, you're I, telling I me you feel like the Bulls are better than the Nuggets. The sixth seed in the East is better than the sixth seed in the West. Well, the Bulls were just like kind of 
fraudulent. I, just, I don't but know. I feel in, like it's in more general. even. I don't think it's like the scale is tipped one way. I think it's more even than it's right. Been but in, in a terms long of time. record, like Charlotte, forty three and thirty nine, and San Antonio, thirty four and forty eight. Like I, I mean that if you kind of go place by place, it used to not be like that. Like it used to be that the West had everybody was over five hundred. Everybody was, you know, it was looking better than everybody well, in the East. I, I think, think it, there it, are some circumstances like the Pelicans if they have Zion, if the Clippers have Paul George and Kawhi well, the whole year, if the Lakers I mean, don't even trade for Russell Westbrook, like I don't know. There's I a still lot of feel there, like there's always what ifs and like if the team is healthy, but like everybody went through that this year, so yeah. I just don't buy. Like Brooklyn was the seventh seed for crying out loud, I, and I understand they got swept, so whatever. But the point still stands. I don't think that they were a seventh seed. Um, so it's yeah, not as, I, I think. As, lopsided as it used to be there we is can no agree because there. I, there is also yeah. a scenario where you know one of the teams you're penciling in in the east like brooklyn you know let's say kd gets hurt well now they're going to be terrible like they're relying a team like mm-hmm. that is relying a lot on two players basically one of whom is already older not the same athlete who used to be um and you're putting all that pressure on one guy i mean you can see a team like that have a bad I mean, year and then you just need a, a Lakers in the East. Basically. You know? Yeah. I mean, going into this year, well, I mean, before the, the Westbrook trade, which I think most people were like, well, what are you doing? This is like the worst thing you got rid of. We, yeah, we don't need to get into that, but, uh, but yeah, I mean that, that could happen in the East to, to one of these teams that we're just assuming we'll make it. And that leaves a door open, but there is a pretty big gap between where we're at now. And like, even just winning, what is it? 10 more games to be, to be, mm-hmm. uh, at the play-in you know consideration like. right yeah i think it i mean obviously we've said it before and it's gonna be said a thousand more times you got to draft well and you got to stay healthy you got to have the same health luck that steve clifford had when the magic made the, the, the playoffs for the first time in a million years so like they had great injury luck that year in terms of like they had none so uh yeah i i think it's going to be very interesting i wanted to say what I was saying to Drew uh, before our friend Jonathan jumped in. Before um, I rudely interrupted, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's stars, however you want to phrase it, Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, of seemingly on the trade block in, U- in Utah, like that they're willing to listen at least. Um, but are there, not necessarily them, but the point being, who are you willing to part with in order to get a a better player or are you not willing to part with enough guys you think to get a star player right now yeah i i kind of want to keep waiting and seeing who takes the next step on our team before we get rid of someone and it might be like whoops we got rid of the wrong guy he was about to ascend because we're like trading like i don't know someone like rj i don't maybe he there's a chance he doesn't ever become like a solid NBA player, but who knows? He takes a big leap next year for another team because we traded him as part of this deal. And it's like, man, we should have kept him. Um, sort of like Wendell Carter coming to uh, leaving Chicago. And now it's kind of like, yeah, I think he's a better player than Vooch right now. And we got Franz and another pick. Um, it's hot take. Yeah. Well, I, I think going. It's not forward, that hot. It's, it's not, not that, that hot. hot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think both teams won that trade. Um, but. I'm excited to have Wendell, but uh, anyway, changing the subject. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're like Donovan. Uh, is it uh, Donovan Mitchell specifically? Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think right. the the players on the team I would be willing to give up for a trade like that wouldn't be enough to get it done. Wouldn't yield a star. Yeah, because I yeah. don't want to give and up. And that's Franz where I think I'm at or too. Jalen or Markel even or the, Wendell. I wouldn't want to. It's like any of the guys that. You know. Are you trading J.I.? Is it just <laughs> J.I., though? That's like... Well, not for a star. I'm just exactly. saying in general. Like, at, at this point, are you... Right, you're going to have to give up more. It just depends um, who it is. Like, I, yeah. would I give up J.I. for a Luka? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... But I, I don't think I would be... J.I. is... Like, if I were playing 2K and I was setting up my trading block, I, I do think mm, J.I. would good. be on that list. Um, but it's going to depend on what you can get back. I just don't trust right. that he... I mean, I would love to see it, but... And who knows if he could have mm-hmm. played this year if the games mattered, but I don't know. Like, I have better knees yeah. than he does. And, you know, <laughs> I... I I hurt my foot walking around New York for three days. And it's like, I'm the least athletic person <laughs> in the world. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I wouldn't... I would be pretty open to something, but I don't know how high these other NBA teams are rating Jonathan Isaac 
when everyone is right. in the same I was just country. gauging to see, like, is he untouchable for you? Like, he might have been no. going into last season. Going into last season, yeah, I definitely. There are a lot of guys on the team I would view as more valuable than him. You know, maybe he comes back and, right. and makes me look like a fool and plays it at all in the defensive he, level. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, he was on Instagram Live yesterday, and one of the first things that someone commented was future depoy. And he read it out loud. He said, future depoy, that's facts. And I was like, oh, please, God. Please, God. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I, I, I think it's, I love Jonathan Isaac. I'm the biggest Jonathan Isaac fan in the world. But I think you are being disingenuous if you can say, oh, no, he's, I have complete faith. He's going to be totally fine. I'm not worried at all. Like, yeah. you, you just, I think you can't say that. And you, you, there's the fear of the like even if he's like the first 30 games he's playing great and it's like you're always always gonna be in the back of your head like well maybe he gets to the regular season and then it's just oh the worst possible timing going into the playoffs or the you know the last right it's like mm. yeah kind of like with anthony davis always great player much better player than j.i obviously he's one of the best players in the nba it's like you never know You, you just can't fully trust him to be there yeah. when it matters. And that's what you need to yeah. be healthy right now. There's a lot of guys who are great players who are getting hurt in the playoffs right now. And it's, it's hurting their teams. It's like kind of ruining their seasons. Like nothing like availability. Yeah. I think at this point you just like have to, you can't count on him to be there. Like you almost have to operate as if he won't be, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like you can't let him being on the roster stop you from trading for somebody or drafting someone right. else. Now, how much value does he have in terms of getting like a deal done? I don't know. I kind of feel like the Magic are at this point where they would have to give up so much to get someone that you'd just be like, you'd have that guy and you'd be starting from square run, like square one, like mm-hmm. you, no Franz, you know, no Jalen, probably no Wendell. Like if you're really trading you're, for a guy like that, it's like okay, we have only, Donovan yeah. Mitchell and we have nothing else. Right. Your and only hope to me, is Donovan's that... not the guy that you can just be like, okay, we've got Giannis, we've got Luca, we've got you know one of these right. other guys, and now we can just build around him. I don't think Donovan's that guy. Yeah. No, and I, I think you're if you're the Magic and you are trading for a star this off season, like, and I don't think it happens, but if it does, the only scenario I can see the Magic doing it is one, you know, shipping off a ton of young talent that we'd probably be mad at them for doing. Or two, the Magic get a star that's disgruntled and just wants out and basically says, like, you need to deal me or I'm not playing. I specifically but, want to be in Orlando mm-hmm. and don't trade for any of the young studs. Yeah, I heard LeBron was like, I got to get closer to Disney mm. World, man. Yeah. I, yeah. Him and Robin Lopez about to hit the parks crazy. But Well, I was going to no, trade I, Robin Lopez for him straight up and the Lakers. Were mm, that's a cruel move, no, to be wait, honest No, with I'm you, not but, giving up Robin. No you're way. right. Yeah. Yeah, he's untouchable for me. J.I. No will see but you, I, Robin. But but I think that's the only other thing is that like they're disgruntled and they you don't care where they go like it's not like they're requesting to play for Orlando, you don't care like as an organization you don't care where that star goes they do just know that they want to be out of there we'll trade them for a bag of chips and the Magic are like yeah we'll give you maybe a little more than asking but I'm not giving up everything I think that's the only other way the Magic secure a star this season but I still don't think it solves your problems and you could you know who knows I I'm definitely not on board with that plan. Mm-hmm. Well, it almost sounds like from a purely logical standpoint, no emotions attached, that maybe the right move is to tank one more year. <laughs> it's like <laughs> now that we've really dissected we've the situation, the only way for I mean, unless we hit an absolute ha- home run, it's like, I don't know, the more the more chances to hit on that star in the draft. But I, I'm optimistic that if we get the you know one of the top three picks at least and not fall down mm-hmm. to 18 or you know whatever the, the lottery <laughs> is going to do to us i know that's impossible but you know maybe they change with the, the rules. 53rd <laughs> pick <laughs> like what <laughs> and with the the third round picks like they don't even do that um yeah i don't know i don't i don't know if this offseason is the time to do it because we're giving up too much and i don't know if you know i don't know who's available and they're not going to solve they're not going to solve our problems all right let me let me lay out two scenarios here for you guys. One is going to be like the most realistic or best case most realistic and then the second will just be like everything goes right. So we get a top 3 pick. This is the first scenario. Get a top 3 pick. Everybody comes back healthy except JI. Like JI is we're not including him in this equation here. Jalen Suggs 
who uh, we haven't talked about, but uh, just had ankle surgery. So uh, hopefully he's healthy by the start of the season. It seems like he will be, but it sounds like he's missing out on valuable time to work on his game this summer, which is very unfortunate. Jalen Suggs, Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, Wendell Carter, Gary Harris comes back. Mo Bamba is going to be your backup center. And then, you know, Moritz Wagner and some other guys, right? That team with your top three pick, whether that is Jabari, Paolo, Chet Holmgren, what do we think that team can do next year? Is that the team that we're talking about can be competitive for a plan? Just give me a yes or no. With J.I. coming back? At no, 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 no J.I., no J.I. assume he's done the whole year, three seasons in a row? I, I, we'll, we'll get to J.I. We will <laughs> okay. get to J.I. We will get to J.I. I, I'm I do say think no. that factors in. Um, I, would say, I would say they're better, but I, I don't <laughs> like know. Like 30, 35 games, somewhere in there? I, they'll be they'll be on the cusp. I, I do think they could be on the cusp, but it would it would come down to injuries. What happens in the rest of the East? Um, right. But I mean, there were games this year where Markel came back, and it's like, man, if they were just playing him the number of minutes that he could play, and not taking him out at the end of the game, so we could blow a ten point lead and and lose on purpose, and it's like, hey, maybe we could be pretty good. Maybe someone like right. that actually makes everyone else around them better. Um, but it would it would still be pretty homery and optimistic to be like, yeah, it's a playoff team for sure. Yeah, I agree. So look, in that first scenario, then the goal would be next summer you have a lot of cap space. Okay, mm-hmm. you either use that to sign somebody, or at that point, that's when you're starting to look around the league to see okay who can be moved. Now we've had two seasons of Jalen of Franz. You've got Markel Fultz. You've got Cole Anthony. You've got Wendell Carter Jr. Chuma Okiki, some of these other pieces, maybe at that point you can make a deal for someone. And that's when this team should be taking the next step, not next season, but probably two seasons from now. That's when this team should be taking the step to be like, we are a bona fide, you can pencil us in or sharpie us in, whatever you want to say for the playoffs. Okay? That's one way forward. The other way is just everything goes the way that we need it to. Top three pick, whoever you want. Jonathan Isaac comes back healthy. Franz takes the leap. Jalen looks a lot better. You've got Markel Fultz. Wendell Carter Jr. looks like an all-star. That is the point where you can go to a free agent and say, look, we've got all these other guys in place. You are the next piece. We plug you in. This is a contender in the East. And all of that to say, it doesn't affect the cap space that you currently have right now. You're still going to have that cap space. You're still going to have some assets if you need to make a move for one of these guys. To me, that is our path to becoming contenders. Everything has to go right this year. Everything has to go right this year, Jonathan Isaac included. If that happens, this time next year we're talking about, okay, what is the next move to make the Magic contenders? Do you think all of those things you just listed together, Jonathan? Don't ask me if it's going to happen. Because the biggest hurdle, and Drew has already said it, is you have to stay healthy. And to me, personally, that seems like the biggest hurdle in the world right now because we just it's it just does not happen for us. I all I want to know, Jonathan, and you can give me a yes or no as well. Does that team fully healthy win forty three games? They won twenty two this year. Are they taking a twenty one game jump? If you're telling me Jonathan Isaac comes back and is 100% healthy, I'm having Markel Fultz for 75-plus games and a top-three pick in this draft with Franz Wagner taking uh-huh. the you know, uh-huh. sophomore leap. Uh-huh. They can. They can. They can. They can. But will they? I, I think... I think they can, and the reason I said obviously is because that's what Charlotte was as the ten, like essentially the ten. Then yeah, so, I think they can be as good as Charlotte was this year, mm-hmm. fully healthy. The, yes, Charlotte went for Charlotte went forty three and thirty nine. Only reason I ask is because the Magic went twenty two and sixty. Like that is an astronomical jump. That's like that is a twenty one win difference. All right, but how how? Let's, I understand it's different. I'm playing uh, devil's advocate, but no, I realize. Continue. But if this team was healthy this year, just with who we had, correct. Is this a 22 win team? It's not. It's we're right. closer to 30 it? than we are to 22. Yeah, I would agree with that mm-hmm. because even the team that did play should have won more than 22 games. There were games where it's like, oh, we're not going to play anyone with five minutes to go. We're just going to okay. Yeah. yeah. When you're purposely losing games and you still find a way to win 22, 30 is not that far for me. Yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah, 
I would say 30 is attainable if if this if like Markel's playing minutes fully ramped uh, and all that. But and there's not injury problems and thus tanking results because the team is clearly not going to hit the plan. So like, like we saw yeah. a little bit of health and going from Frank Vogel to Steve Clifford took us from 25 wins to 42. That's 17 right. games. Yeah. And you know Steve Clifford was a great coach, but we all know that coaching matters in the NBA to a certain extent until it doesn't. Right? Like look at the Brooklyn Nets. Does coaching have anything to do with ha- what happened with the Nets this year? Probably not. Like Steve Nash does deserve to get fired. That's probably a separate conversation, but I think like upgrading your roster and guys staying healthy is a bigger deal than changing your coach. I mean, your coach can make a massive impact, but I definitely think 17 games from Frank Vogel to Steve Clifford, you add a top three guy to this draft, everyone's healthy this season. If Jonathan Isaac is, and we all know it's an if, if Jonathan Isaac is 2019 Jonathan Isaac, this team can absolutely have an an improvement similar to that. Maybe not 17 games, but like, you know, 15 why not? And if we're saying this is a 30-win team, healthy this year, then why can't they get the 43-45 wins? Mm. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of, of optimism in here right now. A lot of a lot of copium. <laughs> a lot of a lot of copium happening. Well, it Drew did, is just pondering. Did you have a follow-up to that though? Cuz I get cuz then the question is like Those are my are... two scenarios. Like I feel like that is what we're if we are going to become contenders, those are those are the only two paths that I'm currently seeing. So let's go with the optimistic one. Let's say, you know, everything goes right and they win 40 games, you know, 40 and 42, just below 500. Like then what's after that? Is it now we now we've proven we can bring a free agent in, but we have to hope that they someone wants to come here. We just keep the same guys and hope to just keep making incremental improvement as they get older. Um I don't, I don't think you're ever signing. I don't think you're signing a star to the Orlando Magic f- for five years. Like, yeah. there's at least five. Like, I, I think that you've got to be an attractive enough destination. And when you've got Miami just down the down the road there, I just don't think like. What are you talking about? Their cap space is set for the next fifty years. I'm with saying, Jimmy B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm saying in terms of pure destination, if like if I'm going to Florida, I'm not going to Orlando. Basically, is what yeah. I'm saying. I don't see that that shift happens for a little while. So I, I think that. That you essentially, if next year goes to plan and you make a play in, you have to be willing to obviously exercise all of that cap space that you've gotten in the in the summer to try to just build and get good pieces, but also trade the young guys who did not emerge just to clear off your roster. Like yeah. it's pretty messy right now in terms of who who could be on the team long term. I have no clue. Because there's not really been enough separation. So that's why I I'd think rather it, wait another year or two before making a big move because you'll just know for right. sure who who has a better, you know, trajectory moving. Who's forward. got the better chance. And yeah. who is just like, All right, I think we've it's been five years, Mo, you can you can move <laughs> on. You know, RJ still can't shoot a free throw. I don't know why I don't know why it drives me crazy that he, he can't hit free throws, but he shot pretty well from three. I don't understand it pisses me off <laughs> no but there's always gonna be, and then you know Jalen maybe Jalen doesn't that he's got to just spend the next however many days until October shooting in the gym and he's getting surgery and who yeah. knows if he's shooting, kind of a problem it's kind of a problem and of I don't problem. I hope he's not shooting 20 percent from three again next year or what is it did he even hit 20 was it like 18? it was 22 I think like 21 or 22 okay. somewhere around there over 20 yeah, I mean, let's let's give him a little bit. Of yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was Those, 18. Oh, 20, 21.4. There you go. So we're, yeah. we're there. Yeah. yeah. Eh, not ideal. But what let's also of, remember, what kind of you know, the improvement do you think he could make in year two? To, to me, it doesn't make sense that he, like, was just not able to start knocking down shots consistently because the form is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, his free throw percentage is fine. I, I really don't know. And and it seemed like most of them were like on target. They were just either short or long. I feel like he's having difficulty getting accustomed to that range. But um I feel like with if him, I could tell you that I'd probably be employed by an NBA team. Sure. I, I think with him why I'm optimistic is because there were games where he'd be like three of six or whatever and he'd take good shots. And then there were games where he would chuck up so many threes 
just trying to get one to go down. And now he's like, oh, of eight. And it's like, that just keeps, the percentage keeps going down. Yeah. He could just have those ga- games where he's a little bit more consistent. Or if he doesn't have it that night, not keep forcing it. And uh, and I think playing with Markel should help too. Like I, I don't have the statistics yeah. to back this up, but I did feel from watching the games that like, he was taking bad threes a lot. And if he's just taking, getting a catch and shoot open three from someone like Markel sitting up, I assume he would be hitting those more often. Rather I believe like a, we dug into this, Luke, you? and I think somehow he was shooting worse. Well, in then I take it opportunities. back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just it, to me it just doesn't make sense because like he wasn't huh. a great three point shooter at Gonzaga, but he also wasn't terrible. And there's also statistics that show he was better shooting off of the dribble at Gonzaga versus yeah, catch and okay. shoot opportunities. So there's definitely something to that, but. I just can't envision another season where he shoots 21% from the three-point line. I know. It seems Like, at that impossible. point, you just stop shooting them. Yeah. That's, like, yeah, that's really, really bad. So, the the funny thing is, is that, like, obviously Jalen didn't get to actually share the court with Markel Fultz. But if you go to statsmuse.com and type in Jalen Suggs with Markel Fultz, it just pulls up the games that they, like, played in the same game together. It's so not necessarily sharing the court. Mm-hmm. But... Jalen shot uh, four for 25 from three in that span. Um, no correlation, really, but 16% from three is what that comes out to. Okay. So just a, little, uh, but... just a little. Uh, just a little. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, no, I am interested, though, Drew. I think there is merit to it. I think if he is able to recover from that um, injury, which they say, you know, won't be a huge deal. But if he can recover from that, and get back to, you know, or not even get back, but, you know, be, tune up his, his catch and shoot threes. I mean, that's, uh, it is what it is, man. Like all you need is your, your shooting coach to just pass you the ball, get the, get the ball boy, yeah. pass you the ball and just shoot the ball. Like, I, I don't know, man. It is, uh, it is weird. And if he can focus sure. too on, on the turnovers and just being a better facilitator, that'll, and that should come. I mean, there were times where he was just going a million miles an hour and, and it's like just slow down, get control. He's a great athlete, but he's doing too much sometimes. That, I mean, that should get better because that's just maturity, that's experience. You know, shooting a little bit better and making those other improvements, he can be a good player. I don't hey, know how also, high the ceiling yeah. is at this, but you know. yeah. Also, no no correlation, but in those six games with Markel Fultz, uh, you talk about his assist to turnover ratio, which was the thing I griped about the most this year. He was averaging five assists and two turnovers. So I'll take that ratio. Not bad. I don't know what it was with better. Markel being present, but maybe he's just yeah. better when Markel's active. I have no idea. Well, he's like, oh, if I want minutes, I gotta. This guy's back. I gotta, I gotta start playing like a little better. This guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drew, before we before we wrap up here, um, let's talk a little bit of Franz. We haven't talked about Franz at all mm-hmm. on this uh, pod so far. We know that you love Franz, but uh, yeah, what what did you see out of Franz this year, and and what do you think his ceiling might be able to be? Um, I I feel like even from the moment he was drafted, a lot of fans and analysts kind of put a ceiling on him as just this like, oh, he'll be pretty good, but not great. But he then was great at so many things, and he is athletic, and he's tall, and and lengthy like those aren't things you can grow into at this point or teach like that's just who he is i don't know if there's a seal uh, i don't think he's hit his ceiling i think i think he's mm-hmm. got every time you would think you've seen it all from him he'd pull out another move the fact that he was hitting so many step backs and obviously his, his euro step was so good and so good around the rim and a good defender it's like just so exciting to watch him play there were nights where I mean, your eyes would just be on him the whole time. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I think it's Kevin O'Connor who talks about the little brother thing with a lot of prospects where, you know, he is obviously a better player and better prospect than Mo, but Mo is older. So perhaps growing up, you know, he was smaller, less athletic, had to learn all these other things, had to develop a bag in order to, you know, be, mm-hmm. uh, uh, hold his own against his taller and bigger brother. And he gets to the NBA and like all those years of like learning those things has paid off where Mo is like great energy guy, uh, you know, will get streaky from three, but n- not good at a lot of things where Franz is like, I do think the sky's the limit and I just love him. He's great. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's got to be like really crappy to be like, yeah, you know, I made the NBA. Like, you're, you know, I've just kind of 
trying to hold my own and, and make a living. And really, I'm just trying to survive. I haven't really found my niche in the NBA yet. And here comes my little brother, and like he's just incredible <laughs> and like way better than I'll ever be in my entire life. No shade to Mo Wagner, of course. Like we love Mo Wagner, but mm-hmm. like it, it's got to be quite the predicament to be at Thanksgiving and be like, screw <laughs> this kid, man. Yeah, yeah. You know it's like I, mean? I, me and my brother, it's a great experience. We get to play together, but he, he starts. I don't. <laughs> he plays. Like, yeah, yeah. He they gets give a that lot guy the basketball. Like what? He plays every night. Can about? you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, almost every night. <laughs> Everything should should have been yeah. every night. Almost made it, but almost. What kind of crap? And we haven't really talked about this because I mean it's not a big deal. But how ironic is it that the guy that takes Franz out for the rest of the year is Scotty Barnes? It wasn't dirty. It wasn't intentional. It was mm-hmm. entirely coincidental. But Franz steps on Scotty Barnes' foot and. Out for the, the rest of the year. Foot. How great is that? A foot will get you. I don't know. Toronto's my second favorite team. So, no. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, frustrating, you know? It's Just add yeah. it to the list. <laughs> the long list mm-hmm. of problems that arise from this season. We just got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I just keep telling myself, we got to stay healthy. And it's like, you finally get a breath. It's like the off season. Nothing can go wrong. And then a couple of days ago... Oh yeah, Jalen Suggs has surgery, and I look up, you know, stress fractures in the ankle, and they're like, usually you have to have some kind of screw or pin or plate, you know, placed into the foot. And I'm like, all right, he just has a metal foot now. Yeah, so. yeah, I uh, yeah, should be interesting. Should Moving be interesting. forward here, guys. Uh, we've pretty much dissected the future of the Magic and the the pathways, so that's good. Uh, hopefully, it just kind of is able to pan out that way. Drew way Gooden, any uh, any final thoughts? Um, no, <laughs> no, who, uh, who, uh, who do you guys uh, like to win the finals this year out of everyone left? I thought it was Golden State, but I think the Gary Payton injury is like a real thing, especially with their matchup with the Grizzlies. And I Clay, I would still say the Warriors. Okay. Clay just like, doesn't look good right now. I think that's he doesn't. And the Warriors shot 18% from three last night in game two against the Grizzlies. And I just I can't I can't see Steph and Clay going out like that. At some point, I feel like they've got to get it going. They really haven't in this series so far. Um, I'm I'm still gonna pick the Warriors. Okay. What about out of the East? I sorry before. Yeah, you're good. Out of the East. Yeah. Do you think it uh, even matters? I, Do you think it's just? The... I really have no idea. No, yeah. I think it does matter. To me, it's it's either the Celtics or the well, obviously they're playing in a freaking series right now. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins the 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 series between the Bucks and the Celtics is gonna go it to the finals. Like I think it'll yeah. be the Celtics. Those are definitely the two best teams. I I think without Middleton, it's just like at some point they're gonna figure out. I mean, I mean, look at last night. They just kind of pulled the old Stan Van Gundy on LeBron. Let's let Giannis go crazy, and let's see if that's gonna be enough to beat us. And last night it wasn't. So. I like the and Celtics Tatum and, the and Brown actually played well and combined for like 59 yeah. as opposed yeah, to like that two helps. points. That helps. Which they did yeah. the night before. Your all stars playing well. You yeah, that goes a long way. That's good. Go figure. Um, I I'm gonna say, um, Celtics come out of the East and Suns out of the West. I think uh, I think the Suns win it all. I uh, I can't I can't disagree with either of those. Uh, my favorite team to watch though is Memphis. Um, I think I've watched every single one of their games. That I really loved the surprisingly good series they had with Minnesota. Um, that was every night was like must see television. It was just mm. so fun. And now, you know them against Golden State going back and forth. I'm pretty sure John Morant invented basketball. He's just so <laughs> he's just so insane to watch. I also do. You know, it's wishful thinking because it's all predicated on hitting on a guy like Jaw. But Memphis is sort of a blueprint for where we could go from here. You just yeah. you just hit on that one guy, and we do have a lot of those other, you know, we have guys who could do what Desmond Bain and what Triple J are doing. It's like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you just need that one guy. Triple J, man, he needs to figure out the foul trouble because that man yeah, gets he's got Mo When he's not in foul yeah, when when he is not in foul trouble, he is dangerous. But like last night against Golden State, I mean, thankfully they won. Jaron Jackson Jackson fouls out three of fourteen from the field, two of seven from three. Like when he's in foul trouble, I think there's like a, a psyche type effect to it where he just like can't shoot because he's just so focused on not fouling out. Yeah, he does it so much where he gets in foul trouble. 
I think he could be incredible, and I hope that like literally foul trouble isn't the reason that it keeps him from it. But no, I agree. The Grizzlies have been a lot of fun. People could say like Jaw's corny or like whatever, but Jaw is in- incredible. I love watching him. He's he's so fun. He's he is. Yep, had what 40, 47, 47 last 47. night. Yeah, forty-seven, eight and eight, and he yeah. he had forty-seven on like fifteen of thirty-one shooting. No, he's so, disgusting. Uh, it's yeah. crazy. And he, he like, hits yeah. big shots in the fourth, like so many fourth quarters yeah. in the playoffs so far. There was there was the game that I think sealed it against Minnesota, where he had that big dunk. They were down ten at that point. It's like okay, well they're gonna win though. They're gonna win after that yeah. earth-shattering dunk, and they did. They won easily. He had like twenty points in the fourth. So good. I do I mean, like yeah. his point that like mm-hmm. that is kind of the blueprint. Like, yeah, you got to draft Jaw, which is the biggest part of everything. I think but, the rest of right. our team We're could just, be better than yeah. the rest of Memphis, though. And then you just need to right. hit on a guy like that. Doesn't need to be quite at that level, but yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, you and you need Jaw. You need a Jaw, and we'll wrap up here soon. But you need a Jaw who's like just uh, he. I mean, what he's he's like twenty one, twenty. He's twenty two, I think. He's twenty two. He's chirping with Steph after the game, during the game, like telling him after the think after the game last night he said like we're gonna this is gonna be fun or we're gonna have some fun in this series or something like that um but like he's he's that young he's willing to take the big shot like he is fearless he's, and i genuinely he's a, what we call a guy a guy like you yeah, need exactly. a guy like that is just yeah like and it comes back we've had this conversation like you need a top 12 player in the league to win a championship and mm-hmm. like to me this season and what he's done so far in the postseason he is like entering his hat into that conversation as one of the best players in the league. Could Franz been, could Franz be that guy? Do you think not? Not that type I don't of player, think he can you... be. Fr- I don't think he can be Jaw, but right, like he's... I loved what you said because I would take Franz over anyone on Memphis not named Jaw. Like Agreed. if we're talking about like career, I would take Franz over anyone not named Jaw. You're taking projections into this, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Like now, okay. is Desmond Bain maybe better right now? Maybe is. Triple J may be better than Franz right now, maybe. But if you're giving me the next 10 years with these guys, I'm taking Franz over anyone not named Ja. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, man. I, I just, uh, I want to see Orlando in a playoff series. I want to see these guys play. I think Wendell would be so good with this style of play. He would, I can just picture him just getting mm-hmm. a tough rebound and dunking and just going crazy and being like, I am stronger <laughs> than you. I'm better than you. And then yes. seeing, I love, I mean, there's always a random dudes in these games that go off and like Twitter is like talking Mo about Wagner or like Chuma. Mo yeah, Wagner I, I would game. love to see Chuma have one of those games where he just hits six threes and everyone's like, who's this mm-hmm. guy? And it's like, you know, we knew yeah. about him, you know, right. because he does have those games when he's not shooting one of nine from three, but the games he's hitting, those are great. Um, but yeah, I just, I want to see that so bad, just be competitive <laughs> in a series and, and show that we're taking a step. It's all I'm asking for. We're more mm. than Disney. <laughs> show them we're more than Disney. You know, yeah, Luke, please. you shared an awesome clip today from clay when he was asked about like the golden state fans. And he's like, the real fans were the ones that were here before we were winning. You know, yeah. these, these fans now you know they're the new they're, ones demanding greatness yeah are like big from us now or like they don't basically tell him like they don't deserve to do that yeah like, they like you don't here. deserve to rep the warriors i sent that i sent oh. that clip drew to our to our six man like uh group chat and i was like this is gonna be me when the when the Mavericks are 14 years <laughs> <laughs> no eight years eight, eight years, years till yeah. 2030 alex martin's told us 2030 okay, gotcha. all right so now so i can't lie when the bandwagon starts filling up i will be there with open arms yeah i'm just mm-hmm. like in the arms of an angel <laughs> like you know come uh-huh. aboard but there will be a VIP section for the people that I know have been down like since day one. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. If you were a devoted Magic fan through this season, I think you have a lifetime pass. <laughs> if you watched as yeah, many fair. games as we did this year, it's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, Drew Gooden, thank you again for, for joining us. Do you want to tell folks, everybody knows who you are, but do you want to tell folks where they can find you, they can find all your work? Um, Yeah, I make YouTube videos uh, on youtube.com slash, I don't actually know what it's slash, just search my name on YouTube if you're interested. Find me on Twitter. Um, but uh, yeah, it follow me on Twitter if you want to see me occasionally um, reply to tweets about basketball during the season because uh, that's about the most I do. Um, but yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. A lot of fun. Perfect. Drew Gooden, it's, thank uh, you so it's much. It's Drew Gooden 1, by the way. Drew Gooden 1. There it is. That's right. That's Drew right. Gooden 1. 
yeah youtube.com slash drew good one uh drew is good on twitter um and everywhere else so yeah the per the the best Drew Gooden might I add way better than the other Drew Gooden. Mm -hmm. He may have played Absolutely. in the NBA, but I played in the NFL. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you did, did do that. Yeah. Did do that. At least I tried. So I tried. To <laughs> Perfect. Well, Drew Gooden, thank you, man. Welcome back anytime. Awesome. Take care, guys. All right, that was best friend slash family member Drew Gooden. Always great to have Drew on the show. Always a lot of fun. Luke, this was our 200th episode. It's it's kind of crazy to think about that. You've been on the show now for like the majority. I think you came on somewhere around like episode 50 or yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah, it was it was well before 100 because I was thinking about it uh, recently, uh, I think today. But yeah, no, I think it was it was around episode 50. So I've been around probably approximately for 150 episodes, which is crazy. And then uh, 200 total. How many hours? How many insane. days is 200 hours? Because like our episodes, I feel like probably average close to an hour, and plus we've done like the shoot the shot episodes, so those have kind of got to be up there. I'm just wondering how many time, like how much time we have eight, spent in front eight, of this. Almost eight and a half days. Eight and total. a half days. It feels like it should be more than that. Like I've done this 200 plus times now, and it feels like more than eight days of my life. I I've got to be honest. It's I mean, but but this is like accounting for the time that like, you were sleeping. Like this is, it's a lot of time that we're just like, if we were to record for eight days straight, like that's a long time. Yeah, that is a long time. I don't think I could do anything that's for like, eight days straight. No, no, of course Unless not. I was in and a I, coma. I think it, uh, it's close to like the Call of Duty time that I probably spent, I, I, you know, for the first year of playing Call of Duty 4. Dude. I had to have been, but I probably was more I days have than that, to be honest. hundreds of days into World of Warcraft. Hundreds of days. Like, That's probably hilarious. more than 200 days. How many days. years was that? I've been playing World of Warcraft since I was 13 years old. I don't play... I haven't played, like, super hardcore in probably, like, five or six years. But when the Legion expansion came out, I would say the first 72 hours, I spent 60 of those playing World of Warcraft. I was literally sleeping, like, three or four hours a night and just getting the right early back days. to it. The early days of World of Warcraft were like ones where I would play a little bit. But no. to this day, you play World of what? Warcraft? Like not like I don't know anything anymore. Like I didn't. I mean, I you could say briefly. that about a lot of things, but right. Well, true. But but I won't. But what I'll say is that the gameplay of World of Warcraft, for whatever reason, it was like one of the first computer games that I saw and played. I will never like for like just like clicking around and like to where you want your people to go, whatever, like that type of thing. It was so satisfying. And and I I, uh, I do remember that about World of Warcraft because it's really funny. Like I did not play it that much to remember it as much as I do right. in terms of like what it looked like. And I just remember like it's iconic. Very much enjoying whether, that. whether you like it's a nostalgic it or not. feeling, whether you really indulge in it or not. It's very nostalgic. It's iconic. Anyways, we didn't. This is not a World of Warcraft podcast, unfortunately. But yeah, 200 episodes, <laughs> it's just, first of all, like I would be remiss if I did not thank my wife. I don't want to get all mushy on here, but like my wife, your wife, Kevin's wife, like the show would literally not be possible with everybody that like helps out and like, it takes a village to raise a podcast, ladies and gentlemen, but That's like true. seriously. Allows us to record twice a week. Yeah. Watch yeah, the kids, uh, make sure the house crazy. is quiet. Literally, we plan our entire lives around the podcast. Like, oh, sorry, I can't do that Wednesday night. Oh, sorry. Uh, grandma, I can't be at your 90th birthday on Sunday. Mm. I got a podcast mm. recorder. Sorry, I can't do that. I got mm. a magic game to watch. Like, seriously. Yeah. So, without getting too, you know, emotional, just thank you to my lovely, wonderful wife, Carmen, who, like, all of this would not be possible without. Manager. Shout, shout out. out, manager Carmen. Uh, you know, mother of my child, children now, you know, all the, the babies that I have and whatnot. It's a crazy thing to mm. watch a person give birth, by the way. We, we're not going to get into that. But um, You're not wrong. just seriously, and thank you to everybody that listens to the show because the show would be pointless. Like So many awesome doors have been opened to us because of the podcast, yeah. and it wouldn't be possible without you guys. We are literally just like regular dudes that just like to talk about this team, and it's just like led to some of the craziest experiences of my entire life. So seriously, yeah. from the bottom of my heart, forever thankful and super grateful to everybody that's been if you listen to one podcast even if you're a raptors fan that comes to our youtube channel talking crap thank you guys so much seriously you guys are amazing and we would be remiss if we did not shout out those that financially support the show 
our patrons. You can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. If you would like to help financially support the show, we do have a brand new patron, Blake Bickerstaff. I don't know if he's related to JB Bickerstaff, but jury's out. We'll ask the jury's the jury is the jury is out. Oh my goodness. The Jerry Blake Bickerstaff. Thank you so much for your support and for supporting the show. If you want a shout out just like that, we shout out all of our brand new patrons. They get a special shout out just like that. And then we shout out all of our patrons. And I'm going to try to do this again in one breath. Mm-hmm. Shout out Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, Nathan Lynn, Ellis, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Julio Bailey, Matt Lyman, Eric Segovia, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Franz Goaded, show. Ryan Singh, Blake Bickerstaff. Thank you guys so much. Again, thank you guys for 200 episodes. Thank you to Luke. Thank you to Kevin, Ryan, Ben, Tim, the whole six-man team. Really appreciate you guys. Love you guys so much. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You've been listening to the 200th episode of The Six-Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six-Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Six Man Show, and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.